0: Welcome to the Hello Foundation's 15-minute podcast, The Strategic Cohort, showcasing educational administrators answering five questions related to their current position. We talk with educational leaders across settings and across states. Our objective is to share thoughts and ideas between professionals at a time when leaders can often feel isolated. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Strategic Cohort. I would love to start by having you just tell us your full title and what your responsibilities are in your current
1: role. Sure. Well, I'm executive director of special education for Yakima School District. I uh, primarily deal with um, uh, kinder through age 21 programming, and um, my role and my uh, responsibilities include um, uh, the grant uh, making sure programs are running, that we are meeting students individual needs, um, that uh, hiring personnel, um, uh, gosh, uh, contracting with outside agencies because we don't have enough personnel to hire. Um, Um, Problem-solving issues, um, making sure people have appropriate staff development, kind of all of the above. That is no small job, Nancy.
0: (laughs) That is a full plate, definitely. Well, I appreciate you taking a few minutes just to share with us today. The first question I was hoping to ask is, in the context of your current role, what do you think, in all those responsibilities you shared, is the greatest challenge that you face?
1: Last year, the greatest challenge would have been finding um, providing appropriate programming for severely autistic students. But that has changed. and um, this year, uh, we actually have a couple of really huge challenges. And one of those challenges is that um, we have not been able to hire, enough certificated special ed certified teaching staff. Um, we have six openings. Oh, whoa! Yes. And we also have three school psychology openings. Oh, goodness. And there isn't staff available. So, so that's a, a major challenge, but I have one other major challenge that's going on right now. Um, it's kind of been an ongoing challenge all these years. Um, and, It has to do with, um, well, the district has made some progress in the area of having our, especially our our, uh, high incidence population, our mild kids, um, LD, health-impaired kinds of kids, um, having them have appropriate access to general education. Mm. And while it's improved, um, we are currently... Actually, in the middle of a citizens' complaint brought um, forth wow. by the teachers' union, um, um, because we are attempting to have um, a number of our students receive more time in general education, so that's a major citizens' complaints. Due process hearings; those are major. Uh, challenges.
0: Oh, those are major challenges. Oh, Nancy, I'm so sorry. I hope that it gets resolved t- soon and with
1: ease. <laughs> well, it will be resolved one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. Within 60 days. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, the upside and downside of timelines. Well, I'm thinking about you. The, the, um, School psychologists, that's, I've heard that from other administrators, has been really tough this year. And do you see But also the special education teachers directly, that's a real concern. Do you anticipate that improving over time? Yakima, you know, it's not exactly the central to Seattle by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not a small city.
1: No, you know, it's a large district, um, close to 16,000 000- students uh, were the largest district in the area uh, it a lot there were a lot of retirements and then our district received a grant um, which opened up a bunch of uh, lap positions um, intervention positions that many of our teachers either moved well about 12 maybe nine to twelve moved to each either um a lap position or to a general ed position you know yeah. and people make those changes it just so happens that there weren't that many people um available to hire i i don't know um what the future holds there uh we have a couple of Of uh, things happening in the district that could help us in the future. There's a, I think it's called H105, and I couldn't tell you exactly what it means, but it's a kind of a collaborative program between our ESD and Heritage University where students um, who want to uh, become special ed teachers actually have two years in a building um, while they take classes two years working in classrooms and we have one has just started at one of our elementaries and so that's kind of like growing your own yeah Um, so in the eventually that could help with the shortage uh otherwise i I really I really don't know. But I know it's an issue across the state.
0: It is, absolutely. It's across the nation, I think, really finding good, qualified people. I love the grow-your-own model, personally. Unfortunately, it's a long-term investment, and it's, mm-hmm. there are always short-term demands. I can appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do want to transition, though, instead of struggles, asking you, what success do you feel you've had in school administration?
1: I do feel like um, a success that I've had has to actually do not just with only special education, but it um, it's also um, affects general education, and that is that five years ago, um, after a lot of discussion about um, in our, our district, um, it's quite a diverse population, and uh, uh, looking at ways to Provide better instruction for kids from diverse backgrounds. Um, the district um, w- was willing to look at uh, possible implementation of the strategic instruction model out of uh, University of Kansas. And it's a program that has been Research since 1978. Um, one segment is uh, content enhancement, and that is for general ed teachers. And there are a number of um, content enhancement routines that uh, teachers are taught. Um, it's not a. It's not a whole model, you know. Uh, it's some. It's it's something to use to introduce and um, concepts and follow-up, um, and there are quite a number of, of different um, routines. Um, and then on the other end, uh, learning strategies, which is for special ed and ELL students, and you know, students, other students. Right, of- right. Um, and their learning strategies in reading, written expression, math, um, a number of different areas well we we did some research and we visited another district that implemented it and the district decided to implement it so i this was something that i um kind of managed for at least a couple of years the implementation and this is now year five and we have actually um really grown our own we have uh, seven or eight or nine content enhancement uh certified staff developers wow then uh our staff um and that's general ed and then we have two certified staff developers from special ed and um that's it's a grow your own model to keep it going and um it's really, I believe it's made a difference for a lot of kids, and the people who are the staff developers are very excited about it, motivated, and are continuing to um, grow the ranks of, of staff who become uh, trained to use the um, strategies and routines. So I'm very, I feel very good about that. That's a big success. It's something that I think really addresses many students' needs, not just special ed.
0: Wow. That is so impressive, Nancy. I mean, that is not only with... That has such a broad reach across the district and fundamentally will change what's happening, not just for one year, but for lots of years to come. Congratulations. Yeah. That's great stuff. Well, what advice would you share with a new school administrator just coming on board?
1: A new school administrator, I would... Highly recommend they get to know their special ed director.
0: <laughs>
1: That's a great answer. I like that. I like that. And whoever is in charge of 504 for the district. Oh. Um, I think that, um, you know, developing a relationship with that person, um, a professional relationship can go a long way with, um, you know, helping, you um, Make sure that things are on track in their buildings, and um, that uh, because there is so much a new administrator has to know. Even our veteran school administrators really don't always understand special ed, and um, really it it would um, prevent a lot of problems from developing if they do develop that relationship.
0: I would agree with you. Do you think they there's and because uh, I've seen administrator training programs, they're quite extensive and demanding, but do you feel that there's just never really universally an understanding of to what degree they're going to have to know what's happening with
1: special ed? I think so. I think there's just so much that they need to know and, you know, how can you fit it into right. a year or two program, It's um, and, and it's so complicated. That uh, people come out and they really don't have a, a, a good picture of what's, what's involved.
0: Well, and it's definitely different everywhere you go. So yeah. <laughs> as far as how they implement it, <laughs> interpret it. So yes. I think you're right. It's complicated. Yeah. Well, my next question has to do with actually the future, not what's happening now. But in your opinion, what trends do you see currently going on that will impact education, general ed or special ed in the future?
1: Well, the one trend that continues to impact, which I, in, a, in many ways, I think is, is, has been really good. Uh, one of the positives that have come out of No Child Left Behind, which personally I don't see many positives, but one is that we've really had to take a look at instruction and, you know, what is good instruction? Um, you know, how do we document and show the data that kids are making growth and improving. Um, So I think that's going to continue to impact education. I think that it's going to be expected that we continue to show, you know, have a scientific method for showing growth.
0: I'm over here shaking my head madly going, absolutely, I agree with you. Because uh, I, I think if I look at No Child Left Behind as a whole, that is the one thing that I do think is positive that came out of it, that we are having expectations, and having the conversation about what student growth should look like and what is good instruction. And that's going to evolve as time goes on, so it'll be interesting to watch.
1: Yes, it will.
0: Now, my last question, and like I said, I really appreciate your time and all that you've already shared, but how are students different today than when you went to school?
1: Wow. (laughs) I know, I know. Well, I went to school in the dark ages. <laughs> it feels like it. Um, since I graduated from high school in 1971. So, you know, looking at that, at the 60s, um, and where I went to school. Where was that, Nancy? Oh, uh, well, between Bend, Oregon, and uh, East Wenatchee, Washington. Okay. Yeah. Until I was almost out of high school, kids really didn't question you know, they they just sort of uh, were more passive learners and um, there wasn't a lot of acting out or, you know, you were expected just to, to get your work done, uh, to behave in class, and that's the way it was. And while I am sure that when I was in school, that in in some areas of the country, there there were probably classrooms that um, had issues and uh, a lot of misbehavior, and it, it just was not as prevalent as it is today. I think that some of it, some of the respect for education has changed. In society, it's changed. And I think that has affected uh, students' response to their education. But I think they are more questioning and um, expect to be more uh, interactive. um, Oh, that's a great point. You know, to use technology more and there wasn't really any of that when I was in school.
0: Well, Nancy, it was a big deal when I was in high school that when I took typing and it was called typing, yes. uh you you learned uh, I, we were the first class for myself to learn on an electric typewriter. That was a big deal.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I believe for myself as well and when they had the the correction tape. Oh. That, that's right. That's right. That was that was huge. So yes. Yes. yeah. Things are definitely
0: different. I often think if my own uh, sophomore daughter went back to my own high school when I was there, she would just be shaking her head because you know <laughs> the internet wasn't there. We couldn't look things up. We sat for hours in a library looking at books that were already outdated.
1: <laughs> oh yes, yeah, yeah. Card catalogs and
0: exactly. Uh- Yeah. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Well, Nancy, I really appreciate you taking these few minutes to chat with us and, um, you know, I'm hoping that this will be shared with others. But of course, uh, this will also be a resource for you that we will share with you. All right. Okay. um, Yes. And thank you for your time. Many thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Strategic Cohort. We thank all of our administrator partners for practicing quality and putting kids first. We are always seeking administrators interested in answering our five questions for this podcast. If you would like to be a part of the strategic cohort, please contact us at Sharon.Soliday@thehellofoundation.com. We always provide participating administrators a copy of the recording to share on their own LinkedIn profile.